Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Games Media Studios, the one, the only, 2020 Butterboy! It's me. I am... It's about to get buttery! I am the Butterboy, a.k.a. the Dead Eye Knight, and it is my esteemed honor to be here in the studio with the OG of Black Ops 3... <laughs> Grim. Butter boy. Butter boy. Butter boy. Butter boy. But you can't deflect. Bo- you you can't. can't deflect. Butter is soft. You will absorb it all. I am it's about to get buttered the fattiest, here. most delicious treat for your for Ooh, your ears all there week. There it is. There's the new slogan. Smooth My as butter. butter. Boy. Smooth as butter. Now, if you're not a member of our Discord, then you uh, don't know that I posted evidence from last week's show when I said that Grim owned a copy of Black Ops 3. Sure enough, there is a copy on his shelf. Zero percent proof. Unless you're in the Discord. Unless you're in the Discord, you saw then the picture. I'm guilty as fuck. And then, and then people, <laughs> people trophy hunted you. They, they, they stalked your backlog to prove that you've earned at least one trophy. Man, I got, I got ripped apart, man. Yeah. This community loves me and hates me and loves to hate me. Yeah, you know the, the I love it. The thing about uh, the butter boy is I'll, uh, I'll create heart attack. You live by the butter, you die by the butter. All right. Ooh, listen to all these slogans yeah, you got going. One of them is going to land really good. You gotta, we got to get shirts we got to document all of these because yeah. you're, when you start streaming again as Butterboy, <laughs> you're going to have all these just sound drops. When man. you guys hand me my very own Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. that's when I will officially be Butterboy and the Dead Eye Night will be gone. You know it's going to happen, man. It's yep. going to happen. But I'll, I'll churn you right up. episode 294 of the gamezilla podcast brought to you by butter and uh, And patreon yeah lando lakes is going to start paying for this podcast on the quick but of course it's brought to you by our supporters on patreon patreon.com slash gamezilla media is where you need to go to financially contribute to the life of gamezilla media if you're listening here to the gamezilla podcast watching us on mixer and uh, enjoying our channel, then you may not know that. Did you like forget for a second where we're at? Like on uh, on Mixer, I think that's. I almost I almost said Mixer.tv, and I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> okay, there it is. You know, sometimes you just gotta let let things melt in. So <laughs> you've created a buttery monster. Wow, oh, I... give me that dragon! Give me that dragon! Give me that butter dragon, Mickey. Get that on the screen now. <laughs> Steal that butter dragon from Bandcamp. There's a band who has a song, Butter Boy Band, apparently. They have an image of a butter dragon. I, I want that. I, yes, yes. Butter dragon. Butter dragon. Get that going. This, Go might, to, this might be getting out of hand now. <laughs> it might be getting out slightly out of hand Patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. Go there. Uh, $1 a month. We have some cool stuff cooking for our $1 a month members, but the $5 a month exclusive content level, that's where you want to be. That's where you'll get at least one show per month that is an exclusive from every single show in the Gamezilla Media Network, including Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland Arcade, and... Uh, 
here at the Game Podcast, we try to get our pre-shows up there for you. So you have uh, probably about three to four pre-shows posted every single month for you to listen to extra GameZilla. So uh, go there, start your patronage today, and help GameZilla grow in 2020. Uh, it would mean a lot to us. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Where's my Butter Dragon? He's working on it, man. He's working on it. Calm down. Get, oh, no, Butter Boy is demanding. You guys have created a monster. <laughs> Deadite was chill and created like... Created a monster. I like The this. Deadite night was like chill and gassy. The Butter Boy is a demanding <laughs> diva. <laughs> chill and gassy. I like that. I'm a, I'm a diva and I am the Butter Boy. Yeah, that's okay. I like it. I'm into it. Get him his damn image. Jeez. And here's the news. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we got a yeah, we got a big show up ahead of us here. Uh, we're gonna get into the news, and then maybe we'll get your image going. We'll see. You gotta I've earn earned it. it. Well, you gotta earn it. You have to not yawn this episode, and maybe we'll give you your image. Grim that was stolen from a band. I I personally feel I'm a not a doctor. Two, not really sure exactly what all the symptoms are, but I'm going to self-diagnose myself with mild narcolepsy, all right? As soon as, like, 6 o'clock rolls around, I can sleep for the rest of the night. Like, I'm a dozy boy. I'm a dozy boy. I'm a butter boy. All that butter has really clogged my arteries to make me sleepy. (laughs) Um, In fact, I'm overheating. You could just melt melt me into some popcorn right now. But uh, we actually have a special... We have a special segment that's coming up here on this show. (laughs) This is out of hand. Um... Where I'm gonna run some t- bold 2020 predictions by Grimlock, and we're gonna get his uh, his take on all of them. So that's a, that's a little something special we're doing here at the end of the news segment. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't I haven't read any of the questions, so I'm we're going into this blind. Yeah, so it's worth sticking around for. Going into right. the blind. All right, here's the news. Time for the news. That's the wrong button. <laughs> Butter I'm boy. Oh, Butterfingers. <laughs> Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. We got PlayStation leaks happening. PlayStation 5 leaks. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the things that are they are not confirmed, but they seem to be very possible now as more and more uh, keeps kind of coming out about this, which is the... Uh, Backwards compatibility. I'm excited. The backwards compatibility that uh, we had heard about, obviously with the PS4 being a um, being that possibility, right? Yeah. We're going to get the PS4 backwards compatibility, but now reports are saying it's not going to stop there. In fact, it could go all the way back to the first generation, the original PlayStation. So we're talking PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. And, of course, the PS5 games, all playable on the PS5. It's about damn time. Yeah. And so then, like, this article goes on to say they're like, they've been working on this since 2012, PlayStation has, to figure (laughs) out how they're going to make it work. And it's like, here's how you make it work. You just rebuild that. You just rebuild your entire environment so that it can support all these things. Like Microsoft did it by creating emulation with inside of an emulation inside of an emulation, creating true basically Xbox Inception, and they figured it out. So the fact that PlayStation isn't reporting this, but the rumors are out there, uh, this is needed. You have to have this. Now the big question, you know, the big the big questions that we, we have at this point is. Is Sony gonna gonna PlayStation this up in the sense of well yeah it's backwards compatible as long as you just download the games from our store or whatever or buy PlayStation Now which will have the entire library available or will I actually be able to take 
a PS1 game that I have on my shelf and slide it into that that disc slot and actually be able to uh, play the game. If I can't play Jam Pack 3 on my PlayStation 5, <laughs> it's a paperweight in my opinion. Then I'm not even going to buy one. If I can't play NHL Rock the Rink, why am I buying a PlayStation 5? Uh, obviously, the additional um, rumors floating around this is that not only will it be backwards compatible, but there will be technology built into the PS5 that will help enhance these games, possibly even add functions to the game that weren't originally there. So uh, the way I kind of think about this, how Nintendo is taking original games, but giving them like online functionality, things yeah. like that, I could see. But that's even a little bit different because that is a... A library that you get access to by buying into Nintendo Online. It's not like when I. It's not like I can go throw a cartridge into my, you know, my Switch, an original Nintendo cartridge, and get additional functionality. So, it leads me to think what's going to happen here is even if if it does accept the disc, it's going to take the disc, read what it is, and go pull it from a digital library that might have an enhanced version of it or something like that. That's the only way that it would make sense that they've been working on this for eight years. <laughs> If they were digitizing like their back library and allowing, you know, a lot basically you, your old game works as a key for a download, that would actually make sense. Because if you're telling me it took you eight years to figure out backwards compatibility, I'm not buying that. Well, I mean, I can, yeah, if it hopefully it doesn't take you eight years, but the one thing that does kind of make sense is when you think of like PS3 and how they were trying to build that, like that system is so unique even to this day as far as how to develop for it right yeah i mean they talk not they're still talking about the cell processor being more powerful than today's intel chip ray tracing was possible on that thing like yeah. so you know it it when you make something that kind of con complicated did, did it make it more difficult when it comes to how am i going to allow someone to take a ps3 disc and throw it in the ps5 maybe Maybe that maybe that was one of their one of their big obstacles is that because of their you know different architects uh, architectural decisions they made throughout the generations they created more work for themselves and now they finally figured it out hopefully again all rumor we don't know but uh, yeah it, uh, it it is really interesting the the one thought I had though and I know and I know um, Miggy will fight me to the to the death on this one. <laughs> Is I kind of sat back and I was like looking at my wall of PlayStation PlayStation games, and I'm like, I'm really happy that they figured out backwards compatibility. But what the hell am I gonna actually play? Like I looked at PS One and I'm like, yeah, I have Lunar and yeah, I have like Legend of Mana and some some classics. But like I could already play a lot of those in different different ways, right? I could play it on my Vita. I could play it on my on my uh, PSP back in the day. Like there's so many versions of these games that have now kind of found their way to systems that it's not that exciting for me to say take that game and throw it into my PS5 when again unless. It really does a, an amazing job at enhancing the game somehow, but some of these, especially like polygon-based PS1 games, like how are you going to enhance them, really? How are you really going to enhance those to look better? How are you going to make Tomb Raider look better? It's already the perfect-looking game. As, as long as Lara's breasts are pointier. <laughs> okay, yeah. If they're sharper, then that's, maybe. That's, that's what I want. But I don't know. I think... Um, I look at it, and even the backwards compatibility on the Xbox right now, on the Xbox One, 
I've never really used it. The more I, like I think about it, it's like I think I've I've played some old Gears of War games, but other than that, oh, and Crimson Skies. But I was really excited for Crimson Skies because I couldn't. I've never been able to play it again until until that moment came where they were as where it was backwards compatible. So I don't know if I'm just like. Not, I'm not that excited about backwards compatibility. I'm more excited about what's obviously moving forward, and I'm glad it's there because I guess maybe I could pull off, like, a PS3 game I could think of is, like, Transformers, War for Cybertron, or Fall of Cybertron, right? Those were two games that, like, I enjoyed, but I never finished. And, like, I just never really wanted to pull a PS3 out and try to play it on the PS3, so the fact that maybe I could just play it on the PS5 would, if I on the, on the day where I'm bored or whatever, I could try it. But... I don't know. I'm just not that... It's not the same. It's not... Nintendo has that key where I will always go back and play classics. I don't know if I feel that way about PlayStation With, Like, with my PS3, there's there's plenty of times I'm like, man, I'd really like to play this game, but my PlayStation 3 controllers are always dead. It doesn't matter if I charge them. Like... Four weeks later, when I decide to fire the PlayStation back up again, it's always... They're always dead. And that means I guess I'm not going to play on it. Um... So if my current generation system was able to, you know, be backwards compatible, where I could play my library of games because, I mean, I never owned a PlayStation 2 when it was anywhere near relevant. I acquired my PlayStation 2 and almost my entire PlayStation 2 collection through marriage. My wife had a PS2, and there's actually a ton of games on there that I would like to at least explore a little bit to become more familiar with or things I would actually go back and play like Monkey Ball. Like Crazy Taxi, like games that I still find fun and that are classics, if I could pop that into the system that was hooked up on my main TV in my living room, I am twice as likely to actually play them opposed to, you know, going downstairs, booting up the old TV and trying to make the old hardware work. I love Monkey Ball always just connects to me in the GameCube form, and Crazy Taxi always connects to me in a Dreamcast form. But I have those games on PlayStation 2. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. But And they're just as good there. I mean, you own them on the wrong system is what you're basically telling me, and they're definitely not as good as the ones I just mentioned, but it's okay. That was hurtful. I, I, I don't know. For me, I just think about, like, maybe, yeah, it, it, maybe I would go back and I'd play, like, I don't know, like I have... No, see, that's a bad example, too, because I could just get... What about Shamu's SeaWorld Adventure? I have that. No, I don't want to play that. Um, What else you got? Jaws Unleashed. (laughs) Um, No, Jaws Unleashed you have... um, On Xbox, but it came out on PS2. I can buy it there, too, so (laughs) don't act like I can't. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Let's see. What else do I have on PlayStation? What is... Hold on. I got to take care of something that I forgot to do that I need for the show. I'm going to send it over to Miggy in a... I feel like this is going to to be painful for me if you're secretively sending Miggy things now. No, no, no. You know what this is, but... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I need to send that to Miggy. Anyways, Miggy, what do you (coughs) think about this backwards play? Because you are what I would consider more of a PlayStation fanboy at this point than than I am. So, like... This probably excites you more than it does for me. Eh, kind of. I mean, I agree with what, you're, what you kind of said at the beginning. Um, a lot of these games have been re-released um, so many times um, that a backwards compatibility doesn't 
really give it much value. However, if it does upscale them, like I'm trying to stream my PS2 games, I have to purchase some kind of like expensive piece of equipment so, it, so the quality will look good. Now, if you're saying that I can play my PS2 games and it's going to kind of like upscale them or, or clean them up a little bit so I can stream them at a good quality, then I can see the value in that. Or, I mean, at this day and age, you can just, you know, emulate them you know not not not, not that we can tone it here at, at, at games in the media but uh that is an option but um <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah I, and, and there are also those games that have been been uh re-released like misadventures of tron bond i can uh, actually go back and uh play that game but i i don't know i have to i have to wait and see the execution on it before i can really say how valuable this is i mean literally just being able to play ssx tricky on my modern system is worth it man yeah, the- <laughs> yep, gotcha, guys. Gotcha. I mean, it's no tame, But, Grim, you got to play SOCOM 2. They got to open the servers back up. Oh, SOCOM, yes. Yeah, here's, uh, don't get me started with SOCOM with Miggy in this room. But uh, but let's be honest. If they brought SOCOM, if they allowed SOCOM to be put in that system, and, and we talked about it this way, not a new SOCOM, but if you could just get an HD version of SOCOM 2 or something like that and actually play it, yeah, I probably would go try it out and laugh my ass off, and it would keep my attention for probably an hour, and then I'd move move on to something else but that you know that's kind of where i'm at with this is that i don't know like t- maybe some good tony hawks because yeah you know something like that um i would enjoy but i don't know i just like to me it's not backwards compatibility only matters for me in a nintendo form like even the xbox i don't really like i've played um morrowind and i've played knights of the old republic but you can play Knights of the Old Republic on your mobile phone now, for God's sakes. It's, yeah. every, it's everywhere. But if Series X would let me play Blitz the League, we'd be having a conversation. Oh, God. Oh, God. So you forget about all these oh, great God. franchises that died in that era. <sighs> Dude, Blitz the League is legit. Blitz the League might be a top 50 game for Ethan, for, for the Butterboy, for Deadeye. Top 50? Me. Top 50. Blitz the League is legit, man. I played the original Blitz. That's where I was. Yeah, but Blitz the League or is NFL Street. NFL Street's trash compared to Blitz the League. Nah, nah. It's straight up feces. NFL Street. Now there's a game I play backwards compatibility. Because you want to play football feces. <laughs> FIFA Street. Listen, if you can't juice Blockbuster exclusive, if your player breaks their leg and you can't pop them full of steroids so they get back on the field and then borderline die on the field, it's not even a good football game. <clears throat> I mean, you're basically talking the NFL, so I mean, <laughs> Blitz the League is it was a it was a look into what the NFL became. All right. Uh, Miggy, did you have any results from your poll that you put up on Mixer.com slash GameZillMedia? No, no, it went by too quick. It oh, you didn't, put, quick. Enough, you didn't yes. put enough. Sa- okay, see, we're, we're trying this for the first time, guys. Yeah. We, we interact with people live on Mixer.com slash GameZillMedia. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to our show, just remember every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we are live on Mixer. Um, and the show is interactive. So we, um, we, we're trying this new poll system that pops up at the top of the chat, and you can vote on it. So the next time if Miggy throws one up there, if you're watching live, make sure that you're starting to interact with, with us so we can see, uh, see what you guys are going to do. I think the question was, what um, next-gen console are you going to be picking up? But All right. 
that's the uh, first topic here. Pretty pretty good on a second on a second layer of uh, of news here with leaks on PlayStation. We had um, another look at the dev kit, but we but in the dev kit we know it's ugly. We we're, we hope it looks nothing like this. What the what the real system is going to look like? We get all that, but we got a really good look. Not a really good look. We got a better look at the DualShock Five controller. And, you know, once again, we're not seeing a screen where the touchpad is on the DualShock 4. We're seeing a new touchpad. We're seeing all of these, uh, all, you know, all this similar-looking similar layout except the body. I'd say the shell of the controller just looks a little bit fatter. It looks a little bit more like it's thick. the Astro C40 controller. Yeah. It honestly kind of reminds me of that. It, it kind of reminds me. It's getting to that xbox stylish look of a shell don't you say that yeah which is a good thing now they just gotta move one joystick up and then they know they actually have a decent controller never (laughs) but uh yeah i would say the uh the look of the controller is interesting i really hope this looks it looks glossy in the photo too did you notice that it better not be glossy i i know i'm so happy that they were that they were a matte finish i'm not into a glossy controller and just looking nasty every time you touch it you know like sit here and like wash your hands every time you're gonna play the game <laughs> the dualshock 3 looked filthy it didn't matter how you did it yeah it was filthy looking. and then it didn't take long for you to wear the gloss out so then you'd have these like wear zones that were like not shiny like it just is a bad look it showed off hand scum yeah. so much i do not want a glossy controller so i'm hoping again that we're seeing what is a dev kit controller and that uh here relatively soon we're supposed to hear something ces is going on right now ces 2020 uh and sony has talked about really um announcing playstation related information at ces which we talked about earlier would be old school in a way that was the way it went in the 90s gaming companies released big time stuff yeah at, you know, Sega and Nintendo had wars at CES. Yeah, so we don't know if it's going to be a full blo- full blown. Here's the PS5, because they do have an event in February that they're that they're planning. So we might get a little bit of information here and then follow it up with the actual reveal of the PS5. I think in February, but it's we'll see in the next couple of days what what we might get from Sony here. Maybe maybe we get some clarification on a couple. A couple of these things, but the leak um, was interesting. The controller—we just got a better look at the controller. It is fatter. Um, other than that, it looks pretty much the same, minus uh, the the removal of the PlayStation button, which is strange to me. Um, so I want to see a final product. Touchpad of, will do it all. You know, I guess maybe give maybe give the touchpad a little bit more of a purpose, and I guess maybe I wouldn't hate it as much, but. That's the biggest start or biggest power button I've ever seen in my life, probably. Name a bigger power button than that, if that's what it was. Name a bigger power button. Yeah. Um, I'm sure however you turn a space shuttle on is a bigger button. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think so, man. I would I would uh I would bet against you on that one. You probably right. It's probably a very it's a nice little like metal switch. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to, you see an astronaut going zoom like a two hand giant button. It's like a steering wheel you have to push in. All right, so that's our PlayStation uh, rumor updates and PlayStation news. Let us know what you think about the PS5, the backwards compatibility, the first looks of the DualShock Five dev kit, hopefully uh, controllers, all that stuff. 
in the Discord. Join the Discord today. Talk with gamers from around the world for free. And uh, that's where we hang out when we're not doing the show. So we'll see you there. Yeah, and, get, get in that PlayStation channel. And let's talk about PS2, 3, and 1 games. Yeah. That and if you're not watching playing. this live on Mixer, you can find that Discord link right on the homepage, gamesillamedia.com. Click on the Community tab, and you will find your way into the Discord. All right. Next topic. Fortnite's overall revenue has slipped in 2019, but it is still the biggest earner for 2019. So, it slipped a little bit, guys. Fortnite's in trouble. They only made $1.8 billion in 2019. That's it. I mean, can you even buy a can football team, horns, team with that like, much money? There's warning, warning horns, not celebration horns. We need, we got, we got major problems. Man, I don't know if I have one. Major problems problems um, epic is doomed <laughs> doomed that's the best i could do <laughs> no so fortnite is still the biggest game in the world um in terms of audience uh and, and attention oh, oh here revenue. we go here we go there we go it was nice RIP knowing you fortnite. fortnite you had a hell of a, a hell of a run but uh you know all good things must come to an end 1.8 billion what are you doing man what are you doing 1.8 billion dollars Pathetic. Disgusting. Previous year you made two point three bill two point four billion dollars. Wow. Now you're down to one point eight. Good luck, man. Good luck. Keeping the lights on. How are you gonna pay those bills? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> See if I ever buy another battle pass from you, asshats. Anyway, Grim, if you don't buy the battle pass, <laughs> they're going under. That's your game. <laughs> You're the Fortnite fiend, I am, Grim the I Dino. Right now, when it's I get back into things when they're not cool anymore, I guess. But no. Uh, anyways, the uh, Fortnite brought in a staggering. <laughs> These have never been cool for me to yeah. like it. Fortnite brought in a staggering 1.8 billion dollars in 2019, down um, down a quarter from 2018 when it earned 2.4 billion. Uh, but it's still around 200 million more than its closest competitor. But you'll never guess what its competitor is. PUBG. Battleborn. Good guesses, but it's uh, Nexian's Dungeon Fighter Online. Okay, is it is it <laughs> is it bold of me to go? What the hell is Nexian Dungeon Battle Four? What did you no, What did you I, say it is? No idea. What's the name of the game? Dungeon Fighter Online. Dungeon it's, Fighter. It's the be, it's there. a mobile game of some sort because you know you know Mickey's into it. Don't so. look at me. I don't know. If, it sounds like a mobile game, but it's I don't know nothing about it. It's definitely got to be a mobile game and have say, have a shit ton of microtransactions. Downloading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was uh, pretty shocked by that being the number two, but uh, it's evidence that Fortnite popularity is finally stabilized. In the last year, it's gone from surprise, world-rendering phenomenon to normal household activity. Uh, that's reflected in the kinds of partnership Epic Games Fortnite developer has been striking. Uh, we saw everything in 2019 from John Wick to Marshmallow, the musician, uh, to the Avengers themselves. And, of course, uh, ending it off with a Star Wars promotion uh, with an exclusive trailer in inside Fortnite. So, um you know these these promotions have meant one thing is that yeah they made 1.8 billion but we don't know like what they did with with the potential of of um, you know teaming up with all these other big companies versus just microtransactions battle pass purchases v bucks all that stuff so it's uh, it's interesting because they go on to say that this um, 
the uh, the promotions have spent uh, have meant more money and more hype. They also help get players to spend money on Fortnite's Battle Pass and its cosmetic items, which are a huge source of revenue. As Super Data noted in the report, Fortnite has fewer players than Riot Games League of Legends, but it is more successful at getting those players to spend money on in-game content. There's more children and less neck beards. I am not a good example of what they just said. (laughs) I spend a lot of money on both. But right now, they're right. I've spent more money in this last, mm, do I want to say year? In the last six months, I've spent way more money on Fortnite than I have have, uh, League of Legends. So I'll give them that. But it is interesting to see this uh, stabilize a little bit. It's not, you know, it didn't set another record. So, you know, does this mean it's stabilized? I don't know, because because Fortnite has talked about how they're trying to create that that meta world with within within Fortnite and how they want to do evolve this. So theoretically, they could hit that next stage of evolution of what they're trying to do, and it could either be the end of everything because it's a huge failure. Or it could explode into the next big thing, and they could just grow even more. So it'll be interesting what they do this year because we we started off the year with the black well not the year but we, we started last year with the black hole right. That's what kind of got us back going going talking about Fortnite again. We we stopped talking about Fortnite for seasons, and then this black hole thing happened where Epic Games literally shut their game down and said, "Fuck you all for like two three days. We don't care. We're going to just." show you how how crazy we are with this game and they literally just shut it down with and had people staring at a black hole for days <sighs> then they launched chapter two this new this new not season 11 not you know not this next thing chapter two season one and but what's different is that 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 has run from I think what was it October that this happened something like that around that time sounds about right and normally every three months we would see a season. Two to three months would be a season. We are now going, and they've now delayed season two of chapter two till end of February. So we're going on four or five months of this. And no one seems to know kind of what's happening because every other time there's always been some like story. There's always been something going on in the world, be it, you know, giant monsters taking over the world. And then you have to, you know, build a giant teddy bear mech and just and dis- defeat the monster. Evil villains about to launch a, a giant, bo- you know, missile into the sky. And, and, you know, there's always something going on here. We know that there's some heroes and some villains, but we really don't besides like Star Wars being like spread throughout and stuff. We really don't have that same feeling. So, what is Epic's game plan for 2020, and can they keep this momentum, or will it start to feel stale, and then we see the transition, like how PUBG lost. You know, we watched PUBG kind of have gain all this momentum, and then they just couldn't keep up with it. They couldn't do the next thing they needed to do, and what happened? Everybody kind of shifted to Fortnite, and they were like, oh, Fortnite's better. Well, now it's Fortnite's turn. They either have to keep people interested... Or people are going to shift again to something new and exciting. And I don't know what that is right now. I don't know if it's out there. I don't know if it's going to be, it could be Apex coming out with a new season and and, rev- and changing up their game a bunch, you know, and really kind of coming back from what I think was a step backwards with the new map and everything on Apex. But could it be something that's already out there? Or could we get hit with something new, like a bleeding edge, like, you know, like something like that that's coming up that, you know, really just everybody gravitates towards. 
you know, we have the PS5 and the Xbox One coming out, and we've seen things like Godfall and, and all this stuff like uh, that that's going to be a loot shooter, or sorry, a loot slasher, you know, hybrid. Like, could something like that come out and just grab the attention of millions and start a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new wave of just excitement? And so how does Epic Games keep that from happening? Because I, I feel like so far it's been sprinkling a little bit of the old back into the game. And though it's fun, I kind of go, yeah, but what's going to be next? Like, what's new? What, what are you going to do next that's not just a rehash of what you did last year? That's what I want to see. Yes. And we don't know yet. And so seeing a slight dip, it makes sense to me. I, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't expect them, I think, necessarily to beat their previous record, their previous numbers, but we'll see. And also, yes, I agree with Steve-O in, in the Mixer chat right now. Get rid of the lightsabers. For the love of God, they are broken. And the little bit of enjoyment I had when I told you that they were cool was well gone when they got real buggy all of a sudden and people started fucking teleporting around. And even though they were like 10 feet away from you, you took damage. And I'm just like... I'm done. I've watched. I've watched. I've watched professional streamers lose their mind over these things. I've personally experienced it. I'm done. I've had enough sabers. Like, get rid of them. They should be gone already. They should be long gone. Please get rid of them, ASAP. I've actually stopped kind of playing the regular. That's why. That's one reason why Owl and I started playing Arena because the lightsabers aren't in ranked. So I was like, cool. We can actually play the game the way it's meant to be played. Because the sabers are just out of control. Out of control. Those and the damn snowball launchers. Get them out of here. You spend all this time to re restart your game and try to rebalance the game, and then you go flip it, like, just cockeyed sideways and, and just make it super OP in one way, and I'm sick of it. Yeah! Okay, anyways. Fortnite lost money. Sucks. What are you going to do with $1.8 billion, you broke asses? Yeah. Good well, luck that's buying our, food. That's uh, that's the news topics we have. But Deadeye has a special special segment for you. We're gonna let him get into it right now. Wow! All right. So, I have compiled some bold and not so bold. Some of them are mild predictions for the year 2020, and we're gonna go through them quickly. I have I, it's it's a lengthy list, and I want I want Grim's thought. Yes or no, and why. Does he agree with the prediction? Does he not agree? And and just backing it up a little bit. So all right, so I'm giving you a yes or no, and then I'm giving you a short re a short reason. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Hit me with your best shot. First one prediction for 2020: Doom Eternal will be delayed for a second time. Ooh, it's a yes, and it's a very small delay, but I feel like. They're just not going to have it right. They're going to need another, like, two weeks, three weeks, and they're going to give you a delay. It's going to hit your, you know, right... Everyone's going to get amped up again that it's coming, and then they're going to get you. So it's a yes. Half-Life Alex will be a flop. I'm going to say yes, because I just think the VR the VR environment is not ready yet, and to have this, this game that is supposed to kind of help close a gap of, in between these games... I don't think I don't think the uh, installment is there, and I'm worried about it. Yes, Cyberpunk 2077 will be the game of the year. Yes, there's so. Here's the thing: the only way it won't 
is this thing comes out and it's a giant pile of bugginess and I just don't see CD Projekt Red even willing to deliver a product like that. I've they just they're too good. They're too good right now. The, my respect level is too high and so as long as that game gets delivered with a high percent, you know, a high probability that it's a, that it's a clean game it is your game of the year. There's just no competition out there for it. I'm sorry. Speaking of competition for that the Last of Us Part 2 will be announced with a co-launch for the PlayStation 5 as well. So we'll have the PS4 and the PS5 version, and the PS5 version will be available at PlayStation 5 launch. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I think PlayStation will play uh, play this similar to how they played uh, previous Last of Us Part 1, where it did hit the PS3, and then we saw it slightly after launch. It wasn't, it wasn't a launch title. I just think... If they're going to do that, they need it needs to be. I don't know. It, it needs to be polished. It needs to be perfect for the PS5. Every every aspect of the PS5's benefits need to be ready. And I'm not sure they have enough time with how grand this game is, how big it is. Have they had enough time with dev kits? Have they had enough time with the PS5 to make sure their game is ready for both? I'm not sure. Halo Infinite will reestablish Halo as the top game in the sh shooter genre. Oh man, you know I want to say yes. I would love this to to uh, available on Game Pass. If you yeah. buy a Series X, you're getting Halo, basically. I believe that. Yeah, you're definitely going to be getting this on Game Pass. People are going to be jumping into it because it's our first taste of Halo in so long. But to sit there and say it's going to levitate Halo back to being the pinnacle of shooters with so much competition out there. There's only one answer for this. It's yes, it's going to happen. I like that. Let me give you a little delayed horns on that one. Yes. Halo's back, people. Get ready. Psychonauts 2 will not sell well because people don't care anymore. <laughs> um... You know, it's a very like niche game or cult following game, so I think it's gonna be in the same situation as Shenmue Three. I think the game will be better than Shenmue Three as far it's as a, it's not fair to do that to cycle. As, as far as a developed game, it'll be a better developed game. But I, but I, yeah, I do worry that it's just we've talked about certain IPs being gone too long and just kind of falling outside where like the next generation of gamers really have no idea what the hell we're even talking about. That's a problem. So yeah, I think it's going to fail. Bayonetta 3 will not release in 2020. Oh man. You know, Platinum Games, they they always feel like they're doing so much, right? Like they're like, hey, we're juggling 60 game development at a time and there's 30 people here. So you know what? I think no, I think Bayonetta 3 will release this year. It'll be a holiday release for the uh is that a Switch exclusive? Did they did, did we Yes. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get a holiday this year. It's a big year for the Switch. The Switch is going to throw punches left and right. I don't know if this is a question. I hope I didn't ruin it. They're going to throw punches left and right because they want to lay all the groundwork that they have before the PS5 and the Xbox Series X comes out because they know they're going to have all this new competition. They want to line up one hell of a year, one hell of a holiday. Bayonetta 3 is going to be there. Uh, piggyback question I didn't actually write down. Sequel to the Breath of the Wild 2020 release, yes or no? <laughs> no, Wayne. I'm sorry. If they did that, I would. my jaw would hit the ground. We, we've never seen Zelda, that, that epic level of Zelda packed so close together. Um, there's... <sighs> 
I mean, Breath of the Wild came out three years ago now. It's three years, but I mean, to me, I just don't see it happening. Again, with what I just said about Nintendo, they want to line themselves up to have one hell of a year and compete with this PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So it would be amazing if they could do it. It'd be that holiday release again. I'm going to give it a yes. It's going to happen. Holiday 2020 is going to be lit. That's bold. All right. Starfield will be a launch title for the next generation systems. God, no. Starfield's not happening. That game's never coming out. (laughs) I have zero zero trust in Bethesda. I'm never going to give you a yes on anything Bethesda because, uh, you know, well, besides if it's going to be delayed like Doom. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm sorry. We've seen literally a picture of the night sky, which I could go outside and give you a picture of that that looked just the same, uh, pixelated and ugly. But it's it's just a game that we know nothing about. There's, there's been zero about it. And, and yes, they did, they did one time. One time they caught us in their entire history. They caught us off guard with Fallout 4. I don't know if they're capable of ever doing that again. That's fair. Square Enix Avengers will be a letdown. I'm feeling that way. I really am. So here's the thing. Like, I was excited about the project. Then they started telling me about the grand, like, overall scale of this game. And that's actually what got me worried is that there's so much that they're talking about and how it's going to keep growing over time. We've never really seen anyone do this well. Square Enix, you're, you're a company that, like, has a rich history of fucking up and also making great things. So, like... It's unfortunately a 50-50 coin flip when it comes to you guys, and I don't know. I'm you're you're coming from the Tomb Raider developer, Crystal Dynamics, who have done some amazing job re- revitalizing that Tomb Raider series. That doesn't mean that they can just go flip over to Marvel and make this epic scale game that's going to just not be another Destiny two. Mm-hmm. We'll see. The PlayStation 5 will launch at a higher price than the Xbox Series X. Yes, I do believe that this is going to happen. I think uh, we're going to find out that the uh, PlayStation, there's so many rumors swirling around it that, uh, and and, uh, you know, Sony doesn't learn. They just don't learn. So them coming out and doing another PS3 moment where they just have this monster of a system not saying it won't be respectable in the sense of specs, but they don't learn, in my opinion. I could see them doing it again. I could see them coming out with a premium product and not having that solution of a more affordable product. Yeah, I think it could happen. The PlayStation 5 will launch with a pro controller option. With the patent leaks that you know that we've talked about and, and everything, I, I don't know if it's going to release with the buttons. Like The thing I don't necessarily want to see is you forced into a controller that has buttons on the bottom of it. I feel like this needs to be a premium product that you can sell on top. And, and that's what I would like to see Sony start to build is, hey, here's our system, here's our core accessories, and here's our premium accessories. That's something that we haven't necessarily seen directly from Sony before that we have seen with Microsoft. And we've even seen it with Nintendo with their Pro Controller. You know, um, I would say 
I would like to see this as a competitor to the Elite controllers. You know, maybe maybe not as expensive, maybe not as, you know, as jazzed up, but just have that here's our $60 controller that you get with your system. Here's a 100 here's a $100 controller that's got buttons on it and, you know, adjustable trigger stops and I don't know, um, a couple um, configuration modes that you can save onto the controller. I'd be, I'd be, that's what I want to see. So I do not think the pro buttons will come with the system. The Xbox Series X will favor a focus on Game Pass over a strong individual game lineup. I mean, Game Pass has already proven itself so well. I mean, it is it is becoming more and more popular and more and more of a standard when it comes to discussion of PC gaming via Xbox uh, brand or directly on the Xbox console. I don't... It's tough because you had Phil Spencer take the stage not that long ago and talk about all the time they've been spending in Japan, all the time they're working with, with these RPG companies and, and these things that they've listened to fans how do you bring that all the game pass and and you know not only make money be, be when you're microsoft but how are all these developers making money uh, that that doesn't make any sense to me i think it'll be a i think they've found a nice blend they have found a way where they give me enough that i feel slightly overwhelmed but i dig into these games and then what i do is i go in and i go hey i really like this i'm buying the dlc because i didn't pay for this game that Forza 4, which is a game I'm playing right, Forza Horizon 4, which is a game I'm playing right now, I would have never thought that I was going to go buy a Ultimate Pass, and I just did because I'm enjoying the game so much, and I didn't buy the game. So, yeah, I could see it being uh, an interesting blend. The PlayStation 5 will have a better than expected streaming service. Ooh. The PlayStation 5 is such a question mark because they're they've talked about how they're redeveloping everything. Uh, they, they've they've invested into Azure, Microsoft systems. They've 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 really put time into it. If I could, if we could see, are you talking about like built-in streaming from the PlayStation? Uh, I meant in regards to you have been you were playing xCloud earlier today you're impressed oh, with how well xCloud works PlayStation now yeah what, whatever PlayStation's new yeah. platform for playing yeah. games remotely it will be better than expected is what my question is I agree because I think I have such a negative view on what PlayStation now was even though it's gotten better it's gotten cheaper what, what it was was such a mess that I feel like yeah, they, they with the investments they've made in Azure Cloud and they've done all these things, it's it's it can't get <laughs> it's hard to say this, but it can't get worse in my opinion. So I think yeah, with with a lot of the thought of the backwards compatibility talks and all these things, could they create a service that has a library that is unbelievable across generations of PlayStation games? That would be really cool, something unexpected. The Nintendo Switch Pro model will launch in 2020, or a Nintendo Switch Pro model will launch in 2020. Rumors dropped today about a magnesium body being produced for for a new Switch that's coming out. That's being that's being in in production qu quarter one of 2020 to be ready for potential reveal and launch around March or April. So it's happening, and it's happening for one reason. 
They are prepping for the PS5 and the Xbox One X. It has to happen. Um, they have to keep relevant. They have to keep the Switch brand healthy. And they have to be ready to push this thing to the next level. Rumors are the cartridges are going to be able to have a higher capacity. The CPU is going to be better. And overall, this system is going to be whatever you want to call it, the Pro model or whatever. It's going to hit the crazy. The question then becomes, are we looking at a $400 switch? And at that point, are people looking at a Nintendo brand as a kiddie brand still that's not ready to be that grown up device? And then they still side with a PlayStation or an Xbox. That's what it's going to come down to. Nintendo 64 games will hit Nintendo online. Whew. I hope not. They're all ugly. No, I'm just kidding. What? I'm kidding. They're not all ugly. Just most of them. Um, no. Nintendo 64 games hitting the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it's next in line, right? We got Nintendo, we got Super Nintendo. Game Boy could be next. Game Boy could be next, but I don't know. For me, I feel like I'd, ra- I'd rather see 64. I'd rather see 64. Um, the, the question then comes into control schemes of the games and how well they, how well they adapt into current gaming um, configurations. But we've seen, you know, we've seen some some of that already kind of done by Nintendo over time. So maybe hopefully they just do a better job of it this time. Riot will release a new League of Legends spinoff game in 2020. We know some are in the works currently. One will one of those will release. Yeah, so Riot Forge is is uh, is like their company that works with other companies to build out these these new new projects all around the core game of League of Legends. And yes, we will see uh, We'll see some of like the uh, convergence and the other things we've, we've seen. I think we will see something drop this year. We also have some of that um, League of Legends like mobile version to the phones and stuff like that. The, the, all of that, the card game, the fighting game, all those things are being worked on. It's it's highly likely that we see one, if not two to three projects launch in 2020. The announcement of the discontinuation of the 3DS will be made in 2020. 100%. Yeah. No doubt. It, 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 it's time. Let it die. The Fortnite fad will be over in 2020. We just talked about that it, it's possible. It is possible. It comes down to the fact of what Epic's going to do to, to push Chapter 2 ahead and to make to, to continue to build on it. And right now, the way that they've just kind of let it limp along into the new year here, you, you don't necessarily feel that they know that, that we... You can't feel confident about it. But I don't... Right now, there's nothing out there that's going to take people away from it. The streamers are still living on it, and because of that, it fuels it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Fortnite survives 2020. A North American team will play in the championship game of the League of Legends Worlds. Not win, (laughs) but play in. In the championship game of Worlds. Yes. Um, No. That's correct. That's the correct response. <laughs> there's, if you want my like reasoning, there's been so much shakeup this season that so many teams are coming in that with players that haven't played with each other before. I worry there's just not that team that's that's that is gelled, that is that is just united that could 
take a division of league that has never had success at Worlds and go all the way to the finals. The only team I could even see doing it would be Team Liquid, and they're they're having you know um, some issues right now. So I don't I don't know I. I I don't know. I think they're having some visa issues, so those people that they want to bring in aren't even going to possibly be there at the beginning. I'm going to say no. And one last question. Metroid Prime 4 will not be shown at E3 this year. Oh, man. I, I'm going to disagree with you because um, happy Metroid Monday! Yeah. It's happening, people. We are going to see Metroid Prime 4 at E3 for one reason and one reason only. Nintendo needs everything firing to withstand PS5 and Xbox Series X. This is the this is the moment. Okay? Nintendo did a great job coming mid mid-generation to kind of save themselves. But we always knew the problem was gonna be is because of that. In a few short years after, you're going to have the next generation of Sony and Microsoft ready to punch you in the face. What are you going to do about it? They have to be ready. Things like Breath of the Wild 2 announcements, things like Metroid Prime 4, you know, obviously not as big as, say, a new Mario title or something like that. It's still important. It's still important. They have to have third party ready, and they have to have first party ready and, and, and ready to just set themselves up to still dominate uh, the holidays of 2020. They, Metroid Prime 4 will make a, make an appearance at E3 2020. Nice. All right. Well, that is uh, 2020 predictions from the Games of Love podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, what you think of Grimm's takes on all these in our Discord channel. So get in there and chat with us. We've had some nice input here in the Mixer chat. So, Grim, thank you for fielding all of my predictions that was a lot of fun good yeah. job on good job on those thank you you had a couple you had a couple in there that definitely uh caught me off guard i was like oh i, I know what i want my answer to be but what's the <laughs> truth what's the truth oh man. oh man but anyways thank you so much um everybody for hanging out and we have nothing else to do this is the last episode ever of the gamezilla podcast oh that's right we, we'll do a onezilla update i guess just one um miggy did you get my message see i can go first if miggy oh miggy said c which is spanish for maybe so i'm gonna let dead i go first is there a way that we can have that ready to fire up behind me see perfect all right so my gaming moment of the week, uh, again, it was nice. Uh, Grim and I both coming off a uh, extended holiday break. Uh, as we talked about over the shows over the last couple weeks, we'd been off work and, you know, got a, got a little bit of time uh, to do some gaming in between family and, and holiday stuff. And for Christmas this year, Grim and his wife, Jade, gave me a copy of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. which we know Grim had been playing and having a good time with. Uh, I'm also a big Star Wars fan, and the problem with this game is it came out the same day as Pokemon. So I could not buy it or play it because my heart belongs to Pokemon. Well, Grim timed everything out right to give it to me as I was finishing out my Pokedex, just when I had sort of reached that point where I was ready to play something different. So I, you know, because on a PS4, you can't, check how many hours you've been playing things but between wednesday and now i have played enough of jedi fallen order where i have caught up to where grim was in the game 
Correct. Yes. So yeah, we, we talked about it. You're you're actually slightly ahead. Yeah, and and so it's interesting because Jedi Fallen Order isn't a hack and slash game. It's not old school God of War where you just go in and mash buttons and kill things. It's kind of what they people consider a Souls light, where parrying and dodging and attacking at the right time and learning the attack patterns of your enemies is how you can survive and play the game. Oh, oh I thought Miggy knocked over a light. He's just moving it. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will melt under the hot lights. Because I'm Butter Boy. Uh, yeah! So, <laughs> so, so it, it's different than something I've ever really dove into because anytime I've played uh, Bloodborne or any Souls games, I play them for like 10 minutes and go, this isn't fun, I keep dying. But because this is Star Wars... I had to push on. I had to keep playing after getting rocked by a few enemies right away. I'm like, okay, I got to slow down and actually like learn how to play this game. And uh, after my first day of playing it, I remember like hitting Grim up. I'm like, yeah, as soon as there's like three enemies around me, I just get just murdered, just clubbed to death by stormtroopers, and, and it's brutal. But after a while of sort of learning the game and retraining my approach to every at every combat opportunity, I've now gotten much better. I'm much more tactical, and I'm really, I'm really into the story. It's super good. It's canon, which for me, anytime I'm playing a game that's Star Wars related that I know is canon, that makes it more fun. Like back in the day, Force Unleashed used to be canon, mm -hmm, yeah. and that made it really cool that it was, you know, a actual part of the Star Wars universe. So playing this and and knowing that this fits into the the actual, you know, Star Wars timeline, I'm getting extra story that people that don't put the time into play this game get. It makes it more rewarding. It was the same thing with Battlefront, knowing that that little story mode in Battlefront, that like 8-hour story mode was canon. I don't know, made it more meaningful. Drove me to want to play more of the story. So, uh, I'm having a good time and one thing that I noticed about the uh, Jedi Fallen Order, as a Star Wars fan, the way you interact and and grow as a Jedi with your Force powers feels really true to, like, Luke learning his, his Jedi powers. Because you play as someone who is a young Force user. Right. Uh, and, there, you know, as you grow and you get push abilities and freeze abilities and things, it's not like w when you played... Uh, Force Unleashed. The whole idea of that game is you were basically overpowered and you murdered everybody. And so, but this game, because you slowly grow into your Force powers as, as you level up, it feels really organic and it feels really true to, I just get a lot of those reflections of Luke as he was growing as a Jedi. So, uh, as a Star Wars fan, that's that's really fun, and uh, I've been enjoying it, and I'm excited to keep working through it. Isn't the droid amazing, though? Oh, BD-1? BD-1 is like, like once again, doesn't matter if it's a video game, a movie, a TV show, they always seem to find a way to take this little little creature, this little, this little robot, and just give it so much personality and make it so cool. And it's this little thing that follows you around that, like, when I first thought about the game, I was like, is this thing going to be annoying? Is it going to be that thing that like kind of pisses me off? And, and in fact, I, it's like one of my favorite things. Every time I find like a little workbench to like to work on them, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. What's he about to be able to do now? What are you going to do, BD? Yeah. So there, um, I, I, I really enjoy the droid. I am enjoying the, the moving forward again, pro progressing the story. And something that I like about this game that maybe some people wouldn't like is that it sort of is linear. 
Like yeah. you're driven in a very direct location and then you know, you're on this planet. You're going from point A to point B. There's a couple little paths you take along the way, super linear, and then it opens up a little bit yep. and you can explore different areas. But it still feels like clear objective. I know yep. where I'm going, where sometimes games are just, you know, you're on like an entire map that's one whole map and you're you're just exploring the whole time can be overwhelming. I've never felt that. And I've, you know, let's say I'm six to seven hours into this game. Yeah. So Star Wars plays a lot just like how I had explained Gears 5. Yeah. Where it's linear, opens up, closes back down versus say spider-man which is you know a great game but is just wide open where you can get very much lost into side missions and all these other things and completely forget about the the main mission which is a good thing or and a bad thing if you're limited on playing time yeah right so yeah i i totally agree i like it because it, it it does drive you but it does give you that ability to explore a little bit and and make yourself realize that this is a metroidvania style game where you're going to hit walls that you can't progress until and you're gonna have to come back here mm -hmm. and so like once i noticed that i was like this is like metro this is feeling like metroid prime this is this is a 3d metroidvania game oh my god with lightsabers they aren't in Fortnite and pieces of shit. Like, cool. Did I tell you that lightsabers in Fortnite are garbage? I heard that. Okay. I actually heard that recently. Yeah, that's my gaming moment. So, <laughs> so I do have uh, a negative, and I want to know if you've if you Ooh, experienced this. Negative. It's 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 tread lightly. It's minor, young Padawan. It's minor. You played this on your Xbox One X, correct? I did. Okay. Do things? Did things on the Xbox One X ever? load like poor like your textures not load or generally just sort of look ugly at times like out of place ugly specifically the wookies look like garbage <laughs> is that racist i uh I I honestly so. i honestly don't think i had that problem because there's parts where you're like wow this looks really nice and then all of a sudden it's like oh these textures aren't loading right, or this isn't looking right. And I wonder, and I, I told myself, it's got to be because I'm playing it on a stock PlayStation. If I was playing it on oh, a PS4 right. Pro, a Pro, or if I was playing it on Xbox One X, it's probably optimized and looks really nice, but there were points where I'm, it, it was it takes you out of how nice the world and the environments look, because there are some times that it's a little ugly. And yeah. again, the Wookiees, the Wookiees look like an abomination. Yeah, see, I'll have to, we'll have to pull up um, the Wookiee planet here. And see what you think on the Xbox One X. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any memory of me being having that thought. Mm -hmm. So. And there are some aspects of playing this because you there's said one negative. Now you're going I on a two. I found another one. This one's real, mm. real minor. Because there is a lot of, as I see it, uh, Zelda influences as you get in there. There's dungeons and, and stuff as as you go along. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. Alert. Well, <sighs> so, ruin the whole game for you. Um, there's points where like. There's like a small rock on the ground that you would think you could walk over that I just keep like running into and have to like walk around. It's like, why can't I walk over this rock that is like not even half a foot high? There's like things, environmental design things that I'm like, that's a little frustrating. At one point, trying to get around the rock, I fell off a cliff because I couldn't just step over the rock. You are bad at gaming, though. You're right. And you're also spoiled by Breath of the Wild, which is spoiled. Which I had the same problem when I went and played, and I knew I shouldn't have done this. I went and played Breath of the Wild, and then I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn, and was like, "Why can't I just climb any of these rocks? Why do I have to follow the 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 poop the poop cliff? Yeah. That, you know, that is telling me I can climb on this one line. Like, 
like Breath of the Wild has been an amazing game of of a generation of uh, maybe ever, and at the same time, it has kind of hurt us when when you have a game that has a lot of invisible walls. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I could I could see that. There's definitely some moments where you're like, I feel like I should be able to traverse this in the way that I want, and I can't because it, the game's just not going to let me, even though I feel like my abilities of my character should let me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and spoiler free, the introduction level, just hey, here's the character and establishing the where you're at in the Star Wars timeline, and just you know, it's it's a basic tutorial of here's things you can climb, here's how you jump over things. I loved it. I thought the first hour of the game learning, I've never enjoyed a tutorial for a game more just because it was presented in a highly cinematic, uh, but also taught you the controls and just brought you into the world. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was like playing a movie. Yeah. I mean, it was so good that, like, it was so good. Yeah, I 100% agree. So that's awesome. Because I hate starting a new game. And feel like I'm having my hand held and like learning, and there's yeah. like screens that pop up to tell you the controls. Yeah. No, it, it's not like that. Like you, you're you're engaging a couple minutes at a time in between cinematics, yeah. and th- there was one point in the opener that I texted you. I was like, "Holy shit, watch it! That was amazing!" <laughs> it's just the intro to the game yeah. that you're playing, yeah. and it's just such a cool moment. Yeah, so. they did a really they they really created a grand scale, and you feel it. So. All right, good gaming moment of the week. Um, my gaming moment of the week is pretty cool. It is uh, something special happened. I've been, like I said, I've been playing Forza for Horizon Four on stream on Mixer, and I had I met somebody uh, of the Forza community. His name is Ghostwalker two five five two. He is a big member of the Forza community. It's actually me. And and uh, it's you. Good job. Thank I appreciate you. everything you do. You're welcome. And <laughs> it's about time you said that. Yeah, it's, it's not you though. Oh, okay. You better be careful because I saw I saw them in the chat earlier. So oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take yeah. credit for your um, abilities. But anyways, they went around and they're like, "Hey, if you could have any car um, designed for you, what car would it be, and what would the design be?" And I was like, "Well, I'm Grimlock, so I mean, a Grimlock car would be sweet." And right at the time, I had just unlocked a Ferrari, La Ferrari, a, a really nice. Um, legendary car in the game, and so they basically said, "Hey, yep, no problem. Be right, re- you know, give me a, give me a day." And then day goes by, like car's ready, hop on in. So not only did they design a car for me, but they actually gave me a second Ferrari La Ferrari. Like I thought I was just getting a skin. I thought I was just getting a skin, but instead they gave me the whole car, and it looks amazing. So let's go ahead, and if you're on Mixer, you're gonna see it right now. And if you're not, then I'll get it up in the Discord, I guess. But this car is pure fire. So here we go. Ghost Walker 2552 designed this car. It is beautiful. It's clean. Everybody, yeah, exactly. Round of applause. Round of applause. This car is, it's me. It, It is so perfect. Uh, they designed it off of the, the 80s Gen 1 um, Grimlock. It's got the, the white front end with a yellow you know, yellow uh, hood and the Autobot symbol on it. it. It transitions into a teeth on the side of the car, the you know, a red stripe, and then a chromed-out rear end, right? It, it is beautiful. 
And it's it's the small things though that that you can't even see in this photo. But maybe if you're watching me on Mixer here one day, I'll, I'll show you the the side windows, the driver's side, passenger side windows are actually tinted light blue, because Grimlock's eyes in in, in T Rex form are blue, yeah. and so and even the windows are kind of shaped like his eyes, so it just works. And like I picked the car and it just kind of, and then he did the design and it kind of came together into this perfect just mash, mesh uh, you know perfect project and so thank you first of all to uh, to Ghost Walker who is in the chat right now in Mixer so perfect timing Ghost but uh, yeah we um, I couldn't believe it when when he delivered it and I looked at it I was like oh my god this is like I didn't know what to expect right it was so much cooler than like I could even imagine and I've been driving around every day that that I've been on live uh, on Mixer so it's it's my, it's my favorite car and and it's Grimlock so and there's even a Grimlock the Dino it's hard, I don't have a there's not in the photo you can't see it but on the roof um, near the back of it. There's a Grimlock the Dino like tag, like banner that, that was that was put on there too. So super cool. Once again, thanks, Ghost. And that's my gaming moment of the week was meeting people like this in the gaming community is amazing. Meeting them through Mixer has been super special. It's why Mixer is so important to me. It's why we believe Mixer is so important to GameZilla. It's because of meeting people like this that are out there to help others that want to teach them how to play video games. You know, he's he's helping me now learn how to drift in that game because I'm really bad. And so it's just it's unlike anything that we've experienced on other platforms. And so that's my gaming moment of the week. Now, you, you showed me this pick a couple of days ago, and it's super dope, and it actually inspired me. So... After the show, I'm really excited for you to go out and see. I spray painted your your Focus ST yellow and white, uh, and I, and I across the back window I, I wrote me king. Uh, so, you know, I, I hooked you up too. So now you'll be driving a, a real car all tricked out like Grimlock. This is still my gaming moment of the week. And <laughs> I'm going to have to go call the police now, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just made him a Gundam. I mean, with this, like, man, this is this is amazing. I showed off my Gundam. Uh, so when, when this got delivered, uh -huh. I grabbed the Gundam and I grabbed a couple of, of, my, uh, of my Grimlock toys and, like, held them to the camera. I was like, look. It's a perfect rendition of Grimlock because here's Grimlock right here in my hands. It looks like that car, perfect. But yeah, I mean that, that Gundam is amazing. It's still right. It's it's still right right behind me always. I love I love that custom Gundam. Um, I need someone to make me a, one of those fancy butter sculptures that yeah. we can have sitting here on the table. <laughs> Grim gets a car. Mickey makes Gundam model. I want a butter sculpture of it's a bust of my, of my me in butter. <laughs> oh man! Tell your artsy friends, uh, uh, Miggy. What about you? What'd you have going on for <laughs> gaming moment of the week for you? Man, I don't know if I'm the. I, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry that I had to let you yeah. let you follow up that. I should let you go before me. Man, Ghostwalker, give me some lessons. I want to get creative like that. Uh, by the way, Ghostwalker did say, if anybody's interested and would like something created, to to reach out to him and talk to him. So. You know, this this helps him too. What you couldn't see in that photo, I don't think, is that he does he does throw like his signature on 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 these designs. So I mean, like this is good for him because as a creator in Forza, like people can follow you, people can rate you, you know, and all that stuff. So, and uh, yeah, he did he did say if there's somebody else that's looking for something, 
let uh, send him send him his way. So there you go. If you if you need something, you're playing Forza now, Miggy. Maybe that's your gaming moment of the week. I just gave him a follow. So yeah, I mean, done you know, and done. You know, I'm mean, the creative individual. Yeah, but uh, let's see, let's see. Thinking about after uh, last week's show, our boy over there, the. Deadite Knight. No, yeah. no, that's not, that's not his name, man. Yeah. LD, uh, Deadito Bandito? Yeah. Uh, the Butter Boy. Oh, Butter Boy, Butter Boy. Yeah. All right. Um, the Butter Baller. <laughs> BB 2020. Deadite's dead. dead, dead, dead. <laughs> so our boy Butter Boy over there slipped me, yeah. slip me a gift card for- uh, Oh, that's right. For, yeah, for the uh, the Android uh, markets, or Google Play Store. So you can buy coins and shit or whatever I said. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, right. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, here you go. I'll go buy some coins. Listen, we, we, we rag on Mickey for being a mobile gamer, but what do we do? We, we're enablers. So we give, a, we give a mobile gaming credit. There you go. <laughs> so on the long drive home, I'm thinking, man, what can I buy with this? You know, I don't want to spend on a microtransaction because, you know, I mean, I could have done that. I would have been done in one thing. In one, in one transaction, I wouldn't have seen anything from it. So I'm thinking, I'm like, what would Deadite do? Oh, AKA Butterboy. What would he get? What what choices can I make that he would approve of? Buy that Ubisoft Hungry Shark game. <laughs> I think it's a free-to-play um, game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Yeah, it's not free-to-play on Switch. Oh, wow. It costs $7. That's why I don't own it. Yeah, that's another rant that I have. But um, <clears throat> So when I got home, I looked at the uh, marketplace, and they had Stardew Valley on sale. I purchased it. Great game. And upon the purchase and the load, I took a screenshot of the screen and I texted to the boy. And I I I got the approval from not only Butterboy, but Mrs. Butterboy. (laughs) (laughs) That makes that makes her sound like she's a syrup queen, Mrs. Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> but not not only did I did I get that I also my butter up, bride. <laughs> hey hey, you got to get her into streaming. Uh, <laughs> but not only did I get that, I was able to pick up Knights of the Old Republic and XCOM Enemy Within. Oh hell yeah! You you just loading up on like ports, man. Yeah, so I mean it's cool. I mean I've got it. I've always wanted to play um, Enemy Within. Um, I played the first one and that was pretty pretty good. I enjoyed it, so I'm, I'm like uh, you know eager to dive into the other one and I can take it with me. You know whether I'm pooping, whether I'm driving, whether I'm at lunch or work. <laughs> Man, you get <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> leading with the pooping. <laughs> it's one thing to play games while you're driving. Everyone does it, but you play games in the bathroom and get fecal matter on your phone. No. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I'm not a monkey. What do you think? I just you know just handful and just on the phone and Miggy. I I don't want to go too deep into this because the show is getting close to being done. Uh, but every time a toilet flushes, there is fecal matter in the air that you're breathing in and getting in your mouth, and it's all over your phone. Are you telling me that you're not on your phone when you're pooping? Every single time I poop <laughs> on my phone, but I'm filthy. I expect better out of you guys. I don't flush. But anyway, uh, Stardew Valley is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I've, I've, I've really been enjoying it and diving into it. So uh, I'm glad I was able to make some great choices. And uh, yeah, yeah, thank, thank, thanks again for for uh, feeding into my my horrible habit. It's a nice, relaxing game. I'm I'm very close. I think after uh, my wife and I finish our Pokedexes, we might start a co-op farm Ooh. on Stardew Valley. Ooh. Nice, nice. Well, that's right, because I forgot they added that in there. Yeah, it's co-op. I think it, it's not cross-play, though, so it's being that we both have Switches now, we'll right. both be able to play it. Okay. Well, cool. That's our Gaming Moments of the Week. We want to know what you're up to, and you can tell us in the Discord. So join the Discord today on gameslowmedia.com. Click on that Community tab, and you will find your way into the Discord. 
But uh, yeah, we. Uh, oh, I, I just got a notification. I'll have a surprise for the Gamezilla crew next Monday. Says Ooh. Ghost Walker. Ooh. Yep, yep. So we'll have to see what's going on there. But butter uh, sculpture, butter sculpture, <laughs> butter sculpture. I don't know how you're gonna mail it here, but. <laughs> but anyways, um, no. Thanks again for tuning in to episode 294 of the Gamezilla podcast. If you enjoy this show and you enjoy podcasts, then guess what? There's a ton of extra content waiting for you at GameZillaMedia.com. A bunch of stuff that you need to check out. And on top of that, we have the stream team. We have YouTube. We have blogs. There's all sorts of stuff going on when we are not here live on Mixer. So make sure to check out us and everybody else that's part of the GameZilla Media network. Um, you got, any, got anything else you want to say? Make sure you support us on Patreon. It's That's 2020. It. 2020. G- Gamezilla needs money to grow. And uh, even just a dollar a month, we have some cool stuff in the works that's going to benefit our, our $1 patrons, but $5 a month exclusive podcast. That's where you get the Gamezilla podcast pre-show. It's only available patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. And we just recorded this month's must or bust video games for January of 2020. So yeah. if you liked Grimm's predictions for the entire year, well, you'll love our takes on just this month in new releases. So make sure you listen to Muster Bust, uh, patreon.com slash games of the media. Yeah, you get Muster Bust at the beginning of every month. And just so you know, if you thought 2019 was a big year, <sighs> if you think 2020 holidays big, <sighs> January, it's a game changer. And you're only going to be able to hear it on patreon.com. All right. That's all I got. I do want to give one quick shout out to the team here, everybody at Gamesville Media that uh, has just recently supported our ourselves here. We are upgrading a big piece of our studio, and this is probably our last episode on the soundboard that we are currently using because we are getting a upgrade. It is sad, but it is exciting. We are uh, we're stepping up our game, and we will be uh, moving into a brand new soundboard next week. Hopefully, is when it will get here in the mail, and uh, we're excited to bring you a bunch of new features and what it's going to mean to taking this podcast and, and all of our podcasts to a whole other level. So, um, but yeah, thank you to our team, uh, everybody that that's a part of it. You all you all are amazing, and I'm super blessed to uh, to work with all of you. So thank you. <laughs> I promise I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> All right, everybody, get get. We gotta cut that. Cut that. <laughs> it's good times. We're we're celebrating. But uh, anyways, thanks for uh, tuning in to episode two hundred and ninety four of the Games Little Podcast. I'm trying to just uh, delay a little bit because I think we have something. Good. Yes, <laughs> the Butter Boy Anthem. The Butter Boy Anthem. <laughs> Um, anyways, thank you for hanging out on episode 294 of the GameZilla podcast. We appreciate you all. Make sure you're sharing this show. Make sure you're talking about GameZilla Media. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game Hot on. Butter rolls. Butter boy. I'll stop the world.